The record button has been pressed, so it is time for... Going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like, real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? <laughs> it's pure Joel. So count your fans before they hit. I think I'm open I mean, your I'm in my mind head. with I think I'm gonna hit. Finding the flow with Joel Franklin. Today's guest is Michael Winkler. I hope you're excited for this one. How y'all doing out there? It's another episode of Finding the Flow with Joel. Um, so I was going to start with some follow-up. Uh, it's about 4 o'clock at night on Saturday. I got a little bit of time here, and I'm getting things done. So uh, I wanted to talk about to Chris about uh, Winamp. I, uh, I, it definitely brought back a lot of memories. Winamp was definitely my first um, player like media player on the internet that I really care I liked and yeah I like the skins um but I think my favorite part of that was was just that it seemed to have most of what you wanted like it was very customizable it had um presets for for uh you know and an equalizer and everything um and I, yeah I very much enjoyed Winamp I I got plenty of skins I had a beetle skin I never made my own skin but uh, I also loved their visualization. You could do- download, um, other, you know, ones from the internet. Uh, but uh, I think they had something called uh, I can't remember now. But they had the best vis- visualizations, um, uh, or visual. Is that what you call it? You know, like just just um, stuff going on the screen when you're when you're playing music. I remember I I would spend. I think I was maybe fifteen, sixteen. I don't know how much time I would spend just staring at where it would go. Um, or sometimes I would just have it in the background while I was hanging out with people and, you know, it'd be like looking at a fire or something. It was pretty much the equivalent. So, yeah, um, I agree with the love of the Winamp. Uh, the Winamp feels very PC to me and, uh, it's part of partially my kind of PC love is that, I don't know, it just seems like, it seems like with PC versions of things, it just, it kind of gives you the ability to to um i don't know mess with the hardware or, or mess with what's under the hood a lot a little bit more you can mess with the files and everything you can you can customize you can add and subtract from various i i, I don't know i mean I'm, i mean obviously apple probably has equivalent for everything but but it just i maybe it's just the way that it's organized i like so Winamp feels PC to me, and I uh, I love Winamp. Uh, but I I don't really have that much of a problem with Apple. I I think my biggest problem is with um, iTunes. I don't like how iTunes is organized. And I know Dan was saying he was he was thinking about educating the public uh, about how to add and subtract files. I mean I mean there there's pretty easy ways to add and subtract files. It's just just syncing them up with your your players. They really make it so that, you know, it's hard to do anything unless you 
have your player recognized by iTunes, and then you have to do it their way to adding and subtracting thing. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I probably he he probably still has. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty things about with Apple products that I don't know how to do, and and so I I shouldn't judge. I just um, currently, uh, you know, as where I've I've become habit to to using a um, computer the way I do. Uh, when I jump into a Apple product, there always seems to be something annoying. Uh, like I I did um, I mean you could say. A way that kind of makes it so that it doesn't seem like I'm biased is that uh, I have a tablet that is run by Android, and I don't know if it's 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 got its own way of or being organized, but um, it's definitely more towards the PC end in some ways. I'm I'm a, I can't really say for sure, but either way, I I jumped on and I picked up the the style of Android a lot quicker than I picked up. Apple, but 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 then again, I I got I get around on this iPhone pretty well, and it didn't take me long to figure that out. But there's still little things, there's just little things, little things that bug me, and um, I don't want to put down the whole company for it. I think uh, Apple is doing a lot of great things, and um, we'll see, we'll see if it keeps it up. You know, I mean, it it's uh, I I I don't know. All right. Moving on. Uh, Scott, uh, I liked your bonus episode. Um, I liked the Walmart talk. It makes me think about Walmart. Walmart's interesting. It, it's um, it's it's basically kind of... It's either you love it or hate it, I guess. You know, I mean, the certain certain people that, that love it. I mean, I, I go to Walmart here and there. And it's also the fact that it, you know, it, it basically made the perfect box store to uh i guess to 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 be able to franchise i guess um it's it's you know the the business model of Walmart it seems to be able to make it so that it can be in places like the boondocks of New Hampshire um i mean if there's if there's a minimum thing you know that town might have a Walmart and uh, you know, it's like, like the equivalent of McDonald's now, if the town's significant enough, it'll have one. And, uh, so, so you got that going, but the whole idea that Walmart has everything does not, I don't, I don't agree with that. I've been to them enough to know that much. Um, they got a good variety of food, usually a good variety of electronics, but still, you know, if you want to get really good stuff or you want to have things that are more specialized and things that are more reasonable prices, you're definitely, you know, Walmart has kind of taken advantage that people just want to go to a one-stop place. But really, I mean, nothing beats online shopping or or certain stores that are specific to what you want, like like a GameStop or something like that, you know. Um, Walmart just, you know, it tries to, 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 or it, it, most people will feel, you know, kind of say that Walmart has everything, but I don't know. I actually think that in some areas, Walmart is quite limited. Um, you know, it basically just got a shitty version of everything. It's, uh, it's kind of the illusion of it having everything. 
um, like like you know get get a, get a sound system you know get get the this uh, sound system sale you know and they 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 pop out thousands of sound systems for people making impulse buys that's really Walmart's business you know they're for people that want something that don't want to give a shit about uh, getting knowing what how to get the good one I guess um, yeah Sophie Sophie's here. She's she's she gonna say hi. Nope. Then uh, Dan. So uh, I'm always open to the politic talk. I think uh, Dan's a little too quick to to say that um, we're judging him for being Republican like or libertarian. I mean, uh, I I don't know if it's. I think most people nowadays have kind of gained, especially people our age, have gained a pretty pragmatic um, point of view on politics. I think most people know that there's there's bullshit on either side, and uh, that to really do things how how you feel the world, and not you're you're not just you know playing for Team Blue. Most of the time, you do have a lot of opinions that kind of cross over you know to being a re- republican or or not and so all i say is that you know dan stop don't don't worry about us judging you for saying anything that sounds kind of republican uh it i almost kind of think that um it's it's interesting you know i i i think we all had a public education you know when none of us went to private school but who knows i mean private schools are probably similar too but i mean not only do public schools teach you you know, your what would you want to call it? The liberal arts, I guess. Um, your ABCs, but they also kind of teach you how to be patriotic. You know, um, there's definitely agendas going on at schools, and uh, and it's funny because it did pop out, especially in our generation. I think our public schools popped out a lot of people that believe they had to go to college, that and that uh, believe that liberal. Uh, liberalism is is right and, and uh, conservatism is wrong, and uh, kind of a pro government government's your your friend kind of uh, idea, but it, it's kind of hard because because it's hard it's hard to because when you mix um patriotism with with uh government because you can be patriot patriotic and not necessarily agree with how things are run in the government I guess. And that sometimes is a hard kind of thing to to navigate to figure out. All right, so um, where was I? Okay, okay. So so yeah, that's kind of how I figured. I mean, and I think that if Dan was talking to the eighteen-year-old, you know, fresh out of high school, Joel then maybe he might have to be worried about saying things that sound kind of Republican. But even, even the things that you're talking about don't even sound that Republican. They just sound like common sense shit, you know? Um, I guess I guess all I can say is that, um, you know, uh, that I think pragmatism, similar to, like, how uh, atheism is rising, I think pragmatism and, and uh, kind of um, non-spiritualism, uh, kind of pro, pro science is definitely the wave nowadays. I think we've kind of, it's easier to kind of see through the bullshit 
and I think the results are where a lot of people our age are seeing through the bullshit of politics and seeing through the bullshit of religion, um, which sometimes are interchangeable. Um, so, so I guess I guess that's all I got to say. You know, talk your mind, Dan. Don't be worried about it. You know, because uh, that's what I want to do, and uh, most of the time I don't agree a hundred percent on either side. Yada yada yada. Uh, also the 40 hour week thing. <laughs> oh man. I, I've thought about this a long time. I remember thinking about how a 40 hour week seemed like a lot, you know, and now when I do probably more of an average of 60 hour weeks now, I just, uh, it's just a different way of living. It's a completely different way of looking at the relationship between work and, and your home life. I think uh, this kind of modern idea of of forty hour week and then anything above that, you get time and a half. I mean, we ain't getting no time and a half over here. <laughs> Nobody, I don't know if it's uh, some agricultural rule or something like that, but we don't get get overtime here. And so, so a forty hour work week is it's nice actually. I mean, if you consider the the alternative, a forty hour work week. I mean, compa- com- depending on how much work has to be brought home. Generally, hopefully you don't have to bring any home. I mean, that leaves you basically with eight hours at work, eight hours at home, uh, you know, minus whatever sort of, uh, commute you might have. And then, and then eight hours for sleep. And that sounds so nice and ideal, but, uh, Oh man, just just trying to squeeze life into to two days off, and basically, I mean, with my work days, it's you, you. I got on on my work days, I've got about maybe an hour to myself, which not even. I mean, just an hour. I could say that I'm not uh, working or dealing with the kids, um, because then usually I spend it with my wife. Um, <laughs> so it, it's definitely hard to have a life yet. Then again, I feel like I'm still kind of getting things done. I've been kind of, I've been pulling off this podcast even though the quality hasn't always been that well like like just like this one. Yeah, and all the difficulty that stands my way like my wife. And um uh so I just thought that was interesting and yeah, um it also takes, I mean, just the, the fact that some people were saying that maybe they want to reduce a, from a 40-hour week, I mean, to, to that, that automation and whatnot has has made it possible for us to just not have that much work to do. I don't know, um, especially like at the farm, like any time that I become more efficient at my job, it they just fill up the time with something more I could do. And I think that's pretty much the trend with anything. I mean, it just basically, if you get more efficient, that means that your hour is now kind of less valuable. Well, it's more valuable in a sense, but you have freed up some time in your hour. So logically any boss would think, well, let's give them more things to fill up that hour. If he can get something done now in a half hour, well, we're going to, you know, give them an hour worth or give them double the amount to do. So, I don't know. I think that's the general trend of of automation or things that have made things more efficient. The strive for efficiency is to to you know squeeze as much juice out of the you know your workers as you can, and and so 
all I can say is that um, that that's kind of maybe the reality of a farm or maybe the reality to a lot of other situations. Like, the majority of the world is in... I mean, it's basically a very privileged thing. It's, and it's kind of like a bubble to make have a statement kind of li- like that, you know, to say that uh, the 40-hour week thing. And, I mean, to burst the bubble of that, I mean, it's, uh, the... <laughs> The rest of the world is almost always working 12-hour days. 12-hour days is normal. The Mexican lifestyle is more like how it is in the world. The um, uh, What I'm doing at the farm is kind of, kind of in its own bubble is actually more reflective of the world. And so I can understand sometimes, you know, coming from that perspective, and maybe that's why they're so Republican is because... Um, you know, the only time you get anything is if you work for it, and there's always tons of work to do, and uh, so it's basically just work yourself to death kind of attitude, and uh, that's maybe that's kind of how they they've strung in some the Republicans have have been able to to capture so many poor people because they're they're in that situation where that's how they see the world. You work to get something, uh, and anything that you get for not working is is you know whatever and and obviously it's it's that's the kind of ideal but obviously that's manipulated all the time and actually a lot of a lot of the opposite things are being done and those same people that are that are you know are being oppressed and they're they're seeing stagnant wages and they're they're uh they're just being you know squeezed dry but um then again, I also kind of see like kind of the Adam Carolla idea is that, you know, if you are a skilled at what you do, if you like your job and you you uh, are good at it, you're always going to have work. And, and probably you know, within reason, it probably has to be kind of a lucrative type of job too, uh, like a mechanic or, or um, plumber or, uh, you know what I'm talking about, carpenter or whatever, uh, uh, uh what do you call it? Contractor of some sort. And I, I, uh, I have a place in my heart for that kind of, um, ideal. I think there's, you know, good and bad and, and all sides of the equation. And so, so I, 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 uh, shan't digress anymore. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, how I've been approaching this podcast. I think, um, my podcast tends to be kind of, you know, it's not completely consistent. It has some consistencies, but for the most part, it's kind of still being figured out. And I think um, I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan, and I think he captures the way that I like podcasting the most. I, I, I The thing that I like a lot about podcasting is the fact that it, it – gives you the ability to listen to things that are basically sound like conversations. You know, they, they're very, it's long form and another way to put it, um, no matter what the podcast is about, usually, I mean, I, I don't, I can't say it's always long form. There's lots of different types of podcasts, but, uh, the one that I appeal the most is Joe Rogan because he literally just presses the record button and goes, um, I don't know. I, I just love that. 
he's very loose with time restrictions he's very loose with and he he said uh, it's exciting i guess and i and and he was describing it uh to a guy um it was uh lorenzo haggerty he had on uh, it was episode 419 maybe two or three uh before and the and the episode went over four hours long and i was loving it i i i um listened to half of it uh at, at night and then I listened to the other half of it during the day when I was at work and uh it just had me the whole time the way that it's it's so fun to just be in that energy because I think you know he he reacts to that energy by you know he really he puts himself on you know he he's he's not like he's he's relaxing or anything but he he's completely kind of badass about it you know he just uh he's like whatever you know that, that you can listen tune out tune in whatever we're, we're just gonna keep on talking and and i'm sure when you tune tune into it you're gonna enjoy listening to authentic conversation i think that's really it to hear authentic conversation um taking sparing no time to just go through everything that you want to go through and uh and 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 then just letting it be what it is and and that I kind of I aspire to that, and I think that's kind of half of why I I'm veering towards uh, kind of no notes, a little more free atmosphere. Uh, but I have it. Obviously, I do I do some editing, and I I um, but I don't do that much. <laughs> and uh, that that is definitely what I'm what I'm uh, um, emulating, I guess. And and I would highly recommend the Rogan podcast. If any of you have not heard it though, I'm sure you have because it's one of the top four, I would say, or I would not, I would say that it's been kind of set, set in a bunch of, uh, of, uh, podcasts. I've heard that they, they kind of agree that the, the top four would be Marin's, uh, Joe Rogan, um, uh, uh, Chris Hardwick, the nerdist and, and Adam Carolla, and I, I probably would agree with that, though I, I I can't really say for sure. But I'm I'm pretty sure those are the you know the real successful podcasts of of all of them. And um, but I I can't I can't once again I can't say that for sure. But but um I've definitely I've checked out all of them. I like all of them, but I think I like Rogan's the best. Marin Marin's kind of a close second. Um, Corolla, I love his too, but sometimes, sometimes Corolla can like, uh, he can go on a little bit, uh, how can I say like he can, he can kind of say the same thing over and over again, though Rogan does that sometimes too, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, Corolla's got a great thing going on, but, um, sometimes I don't know. I, I can get kind of bored with, um, when he can get kind of uh righteous i guess i i don't i don't know or, or angry or or the things that he gets annoyed with the things that he goes off about sometimes it's just like oh, i heard this before so um so i guess that's a little bit and then then with hardwick's uh, the the nerdist i i like that too and i think he gets the best guess of all four of them he he probably has maybe the most most listeners or close to it um but uh but still sometimes sometimes when he gets really nerdy it's just kind of annoying or i i don't know any any also is kind of like he can be a little bit overly like 
nice, I guess. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, oh, thank you so much. Oh, like I loved, it was my favorite, you know, all that sort of shit. Um, I mean, I, I kind of, I don't know. I get annoyed with that sometimes. And also, and also, you know, when it's someone I don't know on, on, on the Nerdist, I, I definitely not that interested in listening in though. Um, Marin, I listen to every single episode. Pa- Rogan, I don't listen to every single one, but I'm starting to because I'm loving the people that I'm being introduced to through his podcast. Corolla, I definitely don't listen to everyone I, I listen to, you know, like because he puts out four a week or something like that. So I, I listen to maybe one a week. And and uh, Hardwick, I just listen to whoever I see on there that, that uh, looks interesting. Um, and usually there is quite a bit. I mean, he's got Harrison Ford. He had uh, Mel Brooks. He had Tom Hanks. I mean, he's he's got some big names on that podcast, and it's it's pretty awesome. All right, I want to talk about my new crush, Debbie Reynolds. Um, I we were talk. I was talking a few episodes ago about Charlotte's Web, um, the cartoon version from the seventies, and uh, some of the actors are Paul Lind and. Um, Chris had, had kind of turned me on to him. He was the guy that played Templeton and I looked him up and like Chris was saying about Hollywood squares and yeah, he, he was, uh, quite, quite the character. I, um, it was pretty cool. And, and little by little, I'm starting to figure out that the Charlotte's web, that old cartoon, um, I think it was done by Hanna-Barbera, which kind of makes me think that it wouldn't be like Disney quality, you know, like, like it's kind of a step down, but really, I thought that Charlotte's Web version was probably the best classic, you know, we don't have to do it again uh version of Charlotte's Web. I mean, they made that modern version and I watched it and it was it was okay, but uh it doesn't compare to that old one. And it's connected to me somehow like um like really deep because I think it goes I don't know, I probably was watching that since I was like 4 or 5 years old. And I, we didn't have much TV or entertainment as kids. And so sometimes we'd watch the same movies over and over again. And so I probably watched that, that particular one hundreds of times. And so, uh, I, I still now, I mean, it's become a a thing that we're doing now. And, uh, so my daughter, Sophia wants to watch it so much that, you know, we, um, we've only allowed her to watch it on, on Tuesdays, my day off. And so uh, uh, we're pretty much watching Charlotte's Web once a week now, and every time it just it just tears me up. Uh, there are moments in that film that just get me going, and I, I don't know. It's just such a beautiful, well done story and rendition, I think. And so my new crush is Debbie Reynolds because I looked up who Charlotte was, and uh, Debbie Reynolds played Charlotte, and. Uh, she ends up being this like fifties superstar. Uh, she was a singer, dancer, actor, kind of like the, the the Fred Astaire type, and she was in Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain. So, um, you know, I'm just figuring this all out myself. Maybe you guys knew about this, but uh, you know that was amazing. So I end up looking up Debbie Reynolds on YouTube, and I end up finding the first thing that comes up was uh, Tammy a song song that she um is associated with and i was blown away i love this song so i'm going to play a uh, a snippet for you 
stuff just i love that shit um <clears throat> she so i always associated that voice with charlotte from charlotte's web and it was so interesting to look into that and find out who she was and i ended up finding out she's the freaking mother of carrie fisher um uh, you know princess leia and that is that just blew my mind and so so i just had a lot of fun kind of discovering her um, but also the second I heard Tammy, it also, uh, was, I mean, I instantly recognized it because it was a, it wasn't a sample. They didn't sample it, but they, they, um, they, I guess they covered it in a sense. They, they, like they sampled someone else singing Tammy in an avalanches, the avalanches, had have an album the band the avalanches I'm, I'm not sure too much about who they were but that that was a since i left you by the avalanches was a was a album that i listened to um a lot uh i think when i was in college and uh and so instantly i recognize that and so I, i'll play you just a little bit of this but I, I highly recommend this this group they're they're mostly kind of a uh sampling beats cool beats sort of band uh, uh dancing type music i'm not sure how to how to describe it but uh but you'll hear here in in uh the song called a different feeling they have tammy in it as well <laughs> So that was just an interesting little connection. It kind of went full circle for me. Um, uh, I don't know. Just it was just just neat, neat. Um, and and now I'm in love with Demi Reynolds. I I got that Tammy song as my ringtone now, um, and it's it's lots of fun. Well, I guess that's that's about it. Ooh. Dan's calling. Ooh, Dan's calling over Skype. That's pretty fancy. Hey. Hey, Joel. How's it going? <laughs> what are you doing? You calling me on Skype? Yeah, I just wanted to get back in touch with you. It's been a while since we talked. R- really? Uh, over Skype? Well, we've never talked over Skype. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. Are you using the microphone? I am. I'm using the uh, my pod microphone, my podcast microphone. Oh, the SM58, huh? No. No, the SM57. 
Oh. No, wait. Yeah. The, no, wait. You're right. The 58. Yep. 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 <laughs> cool, man. I'm using SM58 too. Well, there you go. Um, but th- this is kind of out of the ordinary. I mean, wh- why are you calling? Joel, I have a confession to make. Okay. I am the one. What do you mean, the one? The one. I am the one, Joel. The one. Wait, are you the... You know, I was thinking about the clues in that Arnold letter. You talk, Are you the one that he was talking about? I am one of the ones he was talking about, but I am the latest one. Okay. Uh, Joel, I am the mother... The mother. You're, wait, you're Arnold's mother? You Yeah. Oh, you are, well, not, I mean, you know, uh, Hans Klimt, right? So I'm, now I'm starting, so you are the mother. If you're the mother, then then what do you have to tell me? I mean, I guess that makes sense now. He said she she knows what to do. So what do I got to jo- do? How can, Joel, I, how can I save Arnold? Joel, I want this to end because... I don't want my boy playing this game anymore. So I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Okay. All right? What's See, go- the whole thing begins, Chris is in California to take over the game. He's what? taking control. Wait, wait, take over? He, he, so he's, he's in California. Yes. He's not going to, there for school? Yes. So why he, did he go to California? He's taking control, Joel. I don't get of it. The West, of the West. Okay. What does that mean? Joel, he's using a cheat code. A cheat code? You mean this, this game has a cheat code? Up, up, down, left, right, left, right, select, start, B. He's already <laughs> ruined it for everybody. Uh, I see. I know this technology is hard for you, but I, I, I think I've heard of that uh, password before. You can't use it anymore. He's used it all up. Uh, the buttons are worn out. So you tried to use it? I tried. But all I got was the sound test. So he's too good. It's not that he's good. He's cheating, you see. Oh. And that, so why on the West Coast? What does that matter? He has more power over there in the West Coast. On the East Coast, his power is weak. Why? Because all of us are over here. Oh, you mean Pop-Up and you? Yeah, I'm here and uh, Pop-Up and we're just kind of holding down the fort over here at East. And that's why his power is uh, not so good over here that he had to go out to the West. I see. So, um, so how, I mean, how, how, so how am I supposed to, I mean, how does this help me save Arnold? Joel, I'm going to give you a simple step process one step you you listening yeah first step okay joel first what you got to do and the only thing you got to do you (laughs) must get chris and arnold in the studio and and get them out of the game so so how does that so they all have to we all have to be together yeah got it got to be they got to be in their physical bodies in your physical presence Physically. Okay, so they have to be physically with me. And then and then what do I do? Joel, it's important that you don't misconstrue this. They, they don't need to be physical with you. 
Oh, oh, you mean they just need to be physically present in the You same don't room. need to touch each other. Okay. If you want to, that's fine. But it is not a requirement. Okay. So just in the general area. T- don't let them touch you in the general area <sighs> unless you want them to. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you for the <laughs> thank you for the wisdom, mother. I mean, I guess should I call you mother? I don't know what I am anymore, Joel, but it's important. It's Joel, that's not important right now. Only we exist. You got to get Arnold out of that game, Joel. I want my boy back. I mean, why is Arnold in Indianapolis? Well, you see, Joel, Chris has taken over the networks of power in the United States. And this and this network of power, like so many things, happens to just be men. And I am the mother. And I feel like this is just a tale as old as time. Men <laughs> running things. In Indianapolis, we have our ace in the hole, Danica Patrick. Uh, of GoDaddy fame and that, also some racing car stuff. Oh, that okay. So she's. Not, I still hold some sway there. So some influence. So, so she's not uh, being controlled by Chris. No, because Chris can only control men. Ah, I see. Danica is a woman. I see. And Danica, I mean that that kind of sounds like like your name, Dan. Well, actually, your mom. I don't even. In Germany. They called me Danica. Oh, so that's why you call yourself Dan here. Uh, yeah. Danica is keeping Arnold in a box in the corner of the room for safekeeping until you find a way to get him, get Chris into your studio. Okay. All right. I think I know what to do now. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Well, well, thanks, Mom. I mean, I... I I can't I I can't say enough. Uh, uh, well, I guess I guess I mean we better keep this um, between you and me. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anyone. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't broadcast this to anyone either, right? You you need to do what you got to do, Joel, to get the Chris and Arnold in your studio. Okay. You see. Yes. Wow, this is blowing my mind. Well. I guess, is there anything more for me to know? Good luck with the pizza joint. Brush your teeth. All right. Well, thank you, Mom. Uh, I, I will do whatever I can. I will get Arnold back to you. Awesome. All right. I love you, Mom. Love you too, Joel. I, I mean, Billy. <laughs> thank you. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Wow. Man, once again. Well, I mean, my mind's blown, but at least now I'm finding out a little bit more answers. Now, she never kind of said, but I guess Chris is on in on this game, too. I, I guess that makes sense. So, Chris... Hmm. I never really thought about it. So, Chris is playing the game, too. Hmm. And he's he's obviously winning at this game because he's I guess he's cheating. Um, well, I guess we'll find out more as the episodes come along. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get Chris to come over here. We'll see. 
All right. Well, well, either way, uh, I had a nice conversation with um, either way. Scott's got me all uh, uh, self-conscious about saying either way. <laughs> I, uh, I rem- he, he mentioned that maybe two or three episodes ago of his that I, I say either way a lot. And it's true. I, I, I think I use it a little too much uh, for it's not correct meaning. And so I, I apologize, <laughs> but I don't know if I'll be able to stop. Uh, it's too much of an ingrained habit to me now. Um, but either way, Jesus, there I go. Uh, but anyways, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Anyways, Michael Winkler. I got an interview of that motherfucker. Um, I captured him two times. I, um, uh, over the last two weeks, I, I caught him, um, during his commute or during his drive over to two gigs. So I caught him on, on the way to two gigs. It was nice because, you know, gave him something to do. Um, you know, I didn't have to take too much of his time or whatever. And, uh, so that, that was a, that was a win-win. I got, got, uh, got a little, little, uh, juice from, uh, some, some little inside stuff from, from Michael, um, talked about some of the good old days, uh, down, down in the Bowman basement and, uh, and hanging out with, uh, you guys. We talked a little bit about his music and, and, um, you know, just random stuff. So I hope you enjoy. Um, there's a few points where the the connection was kind of in and out, but but you know, you get what you get. I hope you enjoy uh, my interview with Michael Winkler. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's been forever, man. Um, I I wanted to like identify you as like um, in my life as the best roommate ever. Yeah. <laughs> it it was it was a blast. It was totally accidental too, you know. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. We both had the single in Dream or the place in Dream. Yeah, like the place for like seniors, you know, like the place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And and it was by accident because it was like overflow or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. so, so we had a whole, <laughs> a whole building to ourselves, pretty much, or a whole floor. There were maybe about ten other people in that place. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, they started coming in and out, but uh, as the year went along. But I mean, yeah, it was I don't, I don't remember. There was, yeah, how many people on our floor? Uh, us and two other people, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we had the bathrooms to ourselves, like like really nice room and everything. Yeah, we had two. We had our own separate bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. So you said you had your friend along. What, what's his name again? Adam. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in your band. What does he play? He plays drums. Plays drums. All right. Uh, Adam, you want to say hi? How's it going, Joe? <laughs> Not too bad. Is this um, is this uh, on speakerphone or something? Yeah, you're on speaker. Yeah. Nice. We're driving a winter storm right now. Yeah, man, it's it's uh blowing over here. I mean, how how bad is it over there? It's uh, not too bad. We hit like a little rough patch. I passed um about a 
line of about 10 SUVs and a trailer in the front. Uh-huh. So I just got a new SUV, actually. Okay. So, so, so you think it can handle it? Yeah, this is the first time I've been able to drive above 40 miles an hour in the winter yeah, in my life. That's awesome. So where are you, where are you currently? We are probably like in Remsen, New York. It's a little bit north of Utica. Okay, cool. Um, and, uh, I wonder if Dan, Dan, um, Dan's oh, Studnicky kind of, you know, he'd probably know most of that area the best, right? He'll know. He'll know this area. It's like a town of, uh, you know, there's a lot of towns up here that have 20 people in them. Yeah, exactly. And it not, it's not much far off from where uh, Dan lives. Yeah, the North Creek, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Cool. We don't have a big ski hill like he has in his backyard. Yeah, totally. Um, I got my kids running around here. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, 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 I mean, that, that's pretty cool. So, so, um, where are you headed? We're going to this place called Scooters. Uh huh. Scooters is a like snowmobiler, biker bar. <laughs> nice. You appeal to them? Yeah, they they like our kind of music. Yeah. Yeah, what is your kind of music? Well, in this band that me and Adam are currently in, we do um, a lot of people uh, dead. Um, oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah that that would that would appeal to those those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Dylan, the band. Oh yeah. Then uh, a bunch of originals that are in the style of all the like blues, like Grateful Dead stuff. Yeah, that that'd be a fun style to write in. So. And uh former owner has uh her, her birthday party. Sweet. So that'll be fun. Yeah, man. So I mean, um uh it's it's pretty sweet to, to be talking to you, man. It's kinda of, it's kinda of surreal. I don't I don't know. Yeah, the last time we talked was well, other than Facebook chat. Um probably what seven years ago or eight years ago? It is now. Probably, I I I can't even say. I mean, I would guess you would say when we graduated, right? Yep. Yeah, which was I. It was two thousand six. So what is it? Two thousand thirteen now. So, so seven years. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, it's like one of those things. You know, you just uh, you kind of you know you go your own ways, and and uh, especially for guys, you know, you don't. It's not like we uh, you know chat on the phone all the time. Right. So, so unless we're like close around, you know, it's hard to to keep in touch. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a guy thing, you know. <laughs> I my my uh, uh, wife, she she keeps contact with her friends all the time. She's um she's always uh, calling them and 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 keeping up. But I I don't know. I I think it's a guy thing. It's just you know, you go you you you're surrounded by who you're surrounded with. Yeah, but we know each other. We've been good. We don't have to call each other every day yeah exactly and that and then you could just kind of pick up right right at you know anytime like even 20 years you pick up and make a video of me eating a banana backwards no problem yes and anab ningram yeah. doog <laughs> we did this thing where we had uh we filmed filmed me speaking backwards and doing something backwards <laughs> i don't know how we did that I it was it was so stupid. I I um you know had some uh, video editing software that could turn things backwards, and so I just was taking that to to as far as I could go with it because it is it's a very quick way right. of of making something look kind of awesome. Oh yeah, so 
So I had to say a man dude or something first. Yeah, yeah. What you did? Go go ahead. And then I ate it, right? Yeah. So yeah, you you um so backward. So you you said um good morning banana backwards, and then you proceeded to eat the banana. And so going backwards, you start with like an a a a, a, a banana peel, and then you slowly regurgitate the banana, and then it slowly peels up. And then you say, good morning, banana. <laughs> yeah, and that looks really freaky. <laughs> yeah, I remember you just kind of like, jump, 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 you're, you're, you're chewing away, and then all of a sudden you open your mouth and there's more banana. <laughs> uh, I love that shit. <laughs> uh, you, you played uh, uh, the Led Zeppelin song, um, Backwards. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, brownie R, brownie R, whatever. Uh, we 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 got into that. I I uh, show I showed that to Mike uh, way back. We it, it was fun. I mean, it was totally a party with you. You know, we we would we would drink whenever. You know, we just have fun together. We'd have nice talks. It was lighthearted. You know, it was fucking just like I've had some horrible um, uh, uh, roommate experiences. The the my my freshman year, I ended up with this guy that like. Um, thought I was a jock and like basically ostracized me for it and just, you know, never talked to me kind of, you know, and, and so I, I tried my best, but I didn't really, you know, get a lot. And so, so it was just, it was just frustrating the whole time and it was awkward and you have to live with the person. It's like, it's like you never feel safe. You never feel at home, you know, with someone like that. And then, and then 10th grade, I ended up with a guy that, uh, that ended up moving out like within the first week or something like that, or sophomore, yeah. year, sophomore year, I meant 10th grade, but you know, and, and then finally, uh, my, my, my junior year, you showed up, uh, or we ended up together by accident. And I remembered you, um, you know, obviously you, you got your hair and everything you were in crane too. And it was just, you, you st- stuck out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we listened to the same kind of music and. Yeah, and we um we both were into working out and 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 sports and like and um, playing music and drinking beer. <laughs> we were jocks. <laughs> yeah, we were jocks. <laughs> yeah, we that... jocks and play sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I think we we kind of matched there because we were both kind of dorky jocks. I guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you always you you had the the. You know the Buddy Holly glass, I or Buddy Holly glasses before anyone. Yeah, and I had um, on my computer. I think I had the emulators, so I play like on Counter Strike too. Oh yeah. I don't know if we did any of that. I, I'm not sure, but we definitely did play uh, video games together. It was awesome. You know, and that guitar that I had broke probably a year after. Uh huh. And I had I finally fixed it about. Three months ago. Okay. Sitting without a high. You're breaking up a little bit. What? Say that again. Oh, I, I've been playing with, without a high E string for a long time. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the songs I wrote, I had to kind of learn them again because the high E. Once I fixed it. <laughs> high e yeah, I, I I've actually done things like that just because I'm kind of lazy. Like I'll yeah. even have a string, but I just like oh, fuck it. I just want to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, I totally understand what you're saying. That's that's funny. Um, I think the the guitar I had, I had, um, I had had, uh, it was I had bought it from a 
from a friend of mine. And that pretty much was, it was a piece of junk, but you know, it was, it was at least it could keep tune or whatever. And, uh, and eventually, um, when I, when I taught, uh, that, that guitar got so beat up, um, cause I, I wouldn't put a case on it and I would just like put it on a cart and just drive right around with it. I just, I didn't care about taking care of it at all. And eventually it got to the shape where, where it, um, where it was, you know, pretty much unplayable and so my my friend it was his my friend's first guitar and my first guitar and uh so we ceremoniously at his wedding uh smashed it together that's great yeah (laughs) i still have a piece of it it's pretty fun when i took my guitar it's a guy who fixes guitars in utica yeah He, he told me well first of all i strung some strings wrong And um, he was like, these strings have to have been on this guitar for about 10 years. Yeah, that's funny. I, uh, it's, it's funny how you can get totally, you know, schooled by like, stupid shit that you don't know. I mean, like, I, I figure it doesn't, it's not like that affected anything. No. Yeah, he fixed everything up and plays great now. Yeah, that's awesome. Did, did, he, mess with the, did, he, did he mess with the action? What he did was file uh, the frets down because there were a lot of things um, in the fret uneven and he was uh, buzzing. Yeah, yeah. He did that and then he carved a new nut from a bone. Oh, nice. And he was telling me how he has to wear a mask. Bones, bone, when you start carving bone, it smells awful. Oh, really? Because you're releasing whatever the bone's made of. Hmm. It with a jigsaw or something in this lot of smoke, and if you inhale that, it can it can be deadly. Really, like bone spores. Bone spores. Yeah, I think that must be what it is. And then you end up with bad lungs. It can be really bad. So you gotta wear a mask like the Asian people wear. They walk around with a surgical mask. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I wonder what it smells like. That I mean, like burnt, yeah. kind of like burnt or I, I don't know, burnt bone. He said he used to have a shop above someone before he moved into his house, and he said the people two floors, maybe just the floor down, could smell it. Oh yeah. Ugh. So so it is also like like persistent, it like spread really bad. Yeah. Um, I wonder. You know, you're are, are you are you do you have a good signal? Because you're really breaking up a lot. Um, I have about one bar right now. Yeah, are you going through the mountains? I'm uh, kind of north now. We're not through the mountains. We're just in an area where uh, service might be a little sporadic. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna keep going. I'm pretty much I'm pretty much following you, but every once in a while, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to reclarify or whatever. But yeah, that, yeah. That, that's awesome. So so what did you, what did he make the bone into? Um, the nub of your guitar. The the nub. Uh, where um. Let me think here. It's where it's near the part, the neck, or at the top of the neck there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the, the part that, like, has little slots for the strings and holds them up. up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, I, I can imagine. That's kind of similar to Pearl, or, or yeah, Pearl, right? Or whatever. Yeah. What what would be, like, the equivalent material they use? The bone? Is it always bone, like like on the yeah, higher end, end guitars, or what do they usually use for that? The 
standard, I think, is bone. There can be some heart. Oh, cool. Synthetic plastics. So, so like, this isn't even, like, like going kind of, like, making something special. It's like every guitar has bone. It does. Nowadays, you, a lot of people want to go with bone and sell place the nut that came with the guitar with a bone nut. Also, though, specifically for acoustic guitars, I think you want to go with bone. Yep. Now, if you're going to play, like, a Fender Strat, um, I think that's more of a synthetic plastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure because I, I mean, I'm definitely on the lower end. I'm sure there's, there's plastics, and then, then Fender just for stylistically, or that's just what they use. Yeah. Um, with your bone, I think you're, they're going for resonance. Okay. So if you have an acoustic guitar or any type of hollow body electric guitar, you want bone. Uh huh. It's just, uh, just holds the string nice. And I think it's good for resonance. Nice, that's awesome. And then, and then also, like, like you could you could make that special. Like, you could put the bone of like your uncle in there or something. Yeah. Put put, put your ancestors' bones in there. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Uh, I mean, I just want to tell you this. Growing up, dug up my grandmother. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm barely hearing you. I heard grandmother. My grandmother's femur. Your grandmother's femur, nice. That'd be a good name for a band too. Grandmother's femur, yeah. Yeah, shit. <laughs> That'd be sweet, and, and yeah, and it'd be based on your guitar, or maybe, maybe even your grandmother's femur would be like um, spread out between all the instruments. Like it would be some part of the drums, maybe maybe a tip of his uh, drumstick or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> it doesn't take too much bone to make that nut. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you could totally spread it all around. You could even make one key into it, like like ivory, you know. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's ivory stuff too. I think that the bone. The no, I have a bone nut, but there are some ivory nuts. But again, it's questionable whether you want to be uh, using the tusks of animals. Yeah, I mean, that we're probably like in some some bad situation. Yeah, I think if they're uh, already dead, wash up on shore. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to- totally. If if, if they if they would have been there anyways. I I've I've heard I mean, obviously there's just too much of a demand for that to just be the only way they get them. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I hear it's uh especially in like China, like it's it's the black market on that stuff is is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you you want to steer clear of that shit. <laughs> or else, or else, have the soles of elephants on your hands. And plus, it's funny that you could go. Can you make a nut for my grandmother's bone? Yeah, yeah, and now and that is sound is okay. Sounds pretty weird. Uh, that would be awesome, especially if your mom was like like a kink ass granny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to make a nut for my mom's bone. Grandmother's pelvis. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, kind of in, in homage to our good times, uh, I also had to, in my five minute preparation, I had to grab a, a beer. Okay. I am, I am drinking a two X rye from Southern tier. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I, um, I sent out a picture of, I was drinking last night. I drank a two X, um, IPA. I saw uh, that. 
Yeah, and that that was you know that's like their staple. I think. I mean, at least I the brewery's not far from here, and I went there not too long ago, and uh, they said that that product can they cannot keep up with the two X IPA. Yeah, it sells so much they can't keep up with the demand. So, so I could imagine that you know it would make sense that that's their 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 jewel, you know. And um, and so I, yeah, I had that last night, and it, it really is amazing. I've I've had it you know quite a few times, and it's it is quite a good one. I can tell you tonight we will probably be drinking Bush. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Bush that, probably that, have some fat blue. What's that? Nothing fancy for us tonight. Yeah, and you know it, it's it's almost like taking a step in the past because because you know it's it's become so obvious how 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 shitty like mainstream beer is you know after anyone that's had a decent beer you know and uh, and it's funny how going back there I don't even not necessarily enjoy drinking that I mean I'll I'll drink it if it's if it's all we got or if it's if it's what's going on it's totally different like that's the sort of stuff that I just you, you drink to get drunk and you drink it as fast as you can and you get it as cold as you can you know a little bit of flavor it's pretty good yeah a little bit of flavor it has a little kick you know that beer kick you know a little bit of bite to it um, but for the most part it's just to get you get you get you feeling good and and that stuff does I mean if it's all about the drug part of it with with mainstream beer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you get your fix. You definitely get your fix with that, but then you tend to get hangovers a lot easier. I can almost, with Saranac, I can, with pale ales, have you ever had Saranac pale ale? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, I've had most of Saranacs. It's uh, probably a beer I would, I'm not going to put it in the same category as, like, Bush or Coors Light or anything, but that's a beer I could drink a lot of. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you could, um, I mean, but I bet it kicks your ass a little more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, it, and, and that it, that stuff also it, makes you feel heavy, like, because it's, it's the real stuff, you know? That's part of the reason I kind of switched to um, drinking, like, Labatt Blue and uh, even, like, Labatt Blue, some light beers, is because I've, since college, I've gained, uh, Close to like seventy pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it's all, it's all all my fucking weight, my waist. Uh, like I I haven't gained weight anywhere else except between like my chest and groin that area. Yeah. Is, yep. So I I, I kind of wanted to curb that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, I have since since college. I think I've gained uh, fifty pounds. Yeah, so and yeah, I mean, I think part of it is kind of a filling out, but the other part of it is definitely like all of a sudden there's some point where you're metab- metabolism. Well, Adam over here is a Victoria's Secret bod. Yeah, Adam's got a bod. <laughs> oh boy, I'd like to get to know a little bit more about this guy. We'll get you. We'll look you. All right, all right. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get there. I think I you know we'll we'll hear he'll hear from more from him whenever he feels like it. You know, if if you need a little warming up or anything, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> drink a bush. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Or uh, imagine a bush, I guess. <laughs> yeah, imagine a bush and then drink a bush. <laughs> yeah, and then but but try not to th- <laughs> try not to think of drinking a bush from a bush. Yeah, no. Oh, that'd be gross. There was a deer on the side of the road. 
Ooh, that's not good. But we're on the side road where my friends, we're going up to uh, the band leader's house right now for some beers before the show. Okay. So uh, in a moment here, I'm going to walk you into a gathering. We might have to either uh, put this on a pause uh-huh. and we can finish it at some point or take what you want from here and do what you got to do and then we can do another one. Um, uh, if, if, if you're up to it, I'll, I'll, I'll continue this, um, you know, when you start moving again. Uh, but, but either way, uh, you, so you're pretty much pulling in, right? Um, yeah, I'll let you know when we're pulling in. We, yeah. So I'm, I'm, we're still good. I'll all right. You know all right. So I know now, and now let's keep the good times rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I like the two X rye here. It's, it's, it's really good shit. All their two X varieties are really good. And, um, what the heck? Uh, there's a brewery in our hometown. It's called Mail Creek Brewery. A little shout out to them. Um, they have two beers that they brew. They're like a home brewer. Uh-huh. The guy has a restaurant and bar, and in the back kind of garage area, he has like two giant casks, and he's brewed um, an oatmeal stout and a uh, Belgium double. Oh, fuck. Those are like oh, like two two awesome varieties. Yeah, the Belgians I really like get that um like the rind, the flavor of like the rind of a fruit, like a plum or Yeah, rinds and spices and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I love that shit. I um my favorite is the Omegang, which isn't too far from you guys. But in Cooperstown, um Omegang okay. Omegang makes the uh Abbey Ale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I believe that's a double, or it might be a triple. I'm not, I'm not sure, but but either way, it's like probably my favorite beer. Yeah, I think they're working on a triple, maybe at this home brewery. They work. They like the doubles. Yeah, Be- Belgian. Bel- I think like there's there's you know you got your stouts, you got your ales, you got your lagers, um, certain varieties like like a porters or whatever. But like the real artist artistry is in the belgians i think the the the, like the variety of flavors they have i i don't know i've 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 never had as good of an experience as i've had with belgians yeah they're really amazing yeah i uh, i mean and and you know the varieties you can have with the spices adding all that shit together it's pretty sweet how about you uh drink liquor not really yeah me neither uh sometimes we'll do a shot of jameson or two yeah. yeah, I like I like um, I like Jameson. I like, whiskey's good. You know, whiskey's like the you know the the drink. You know, that's just like that's your mainstay liquor drink. I think it's the man drink, whiskey. Yeah, whiskey's fucking awesome. Yeah, I do like whiskey. I like um, what's that other one? That that uh, German sounding one, Meister something heist. Uh, what's oh. Jägermeister, I like that. Hey, Jäger bombs are cool. Jäger bombs, yeah. It, it's um, that's, I and rum. You know, I mean, you know, whiskey's whiskey's cool, but you know, the 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 liquor that tastes like shit, you know, kind of liquors like the manly ones. You know, I mean, I can only take so much of that stuff. I uh, I was a huge gin and tonic guy with Mark. You remember Mark Giosi? Um. All right, now you're coming in really clear. Uh, Mark Giosi, that sounds familiar. He was he was in uh, Fine Alpha. Oh, you know, sorry, hold on. You know why you're coming? I'm coming in so clear because I unhooked you from my car stereo. Oh, all right. 
when I do the car stereo, I can hear you better. Yeah. When I'm in the car. Okay. So now I've got you off the car stereo and um, just got you on speaker. This this uh, I mean, as far as for my end of it, that sounds like a million times better. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, totally. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, Mark Giosi. Who the who is he again? It sounds so familiar. Hi. I don't know if you remember. He was my he was my accompanist. Okay. Oh, hey Joel, I'm near dogs. I'm at my friend's place. Okay, okay. We'll <laughs> pause. Yeah, yeah. You'll cause pause, and you give me a text or something, or and let me know when when you're ready to do it. Yeah, again. we'll figure. If it's not today, we can do it some at oh, some yeah. point on another day. Yeah, totally. Okay, great. Yeah, awesome, man. All right, man. Great talking to you. We'll yeah, talk again it was soon. Great to you. All right, see you, man. Hello, hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, not too much. Where are you at? We are in Schenectady. Schenectady? Okay. Um, of, so you're actually north. you're not far from Albany. No, not at all. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, not a problem. Uh, we'll we'll make this pretty quick. So so you got some more guys in your in your uh, car or what? What are you driving? Uh, I'm driving the the Subaru. Okay. Yeah, I remember you were saying you had an SUV last time. Yeah, the Forester 2009. Oh, okay. Forester, nice. I, I've seen those before. They're, they're kind of like half and half. They're like half hatchback, half half uh, SUV. Yeah, exactly. It's like a jacked-up station wagon. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so so who do you got riding with you? That's uh, Adam again. Hello. Just Adam? Hey, Adam. Yeah, just Adam. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what, he was. He's your drummer? Yeah, drummer. Different band this time, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it like the same people playing, though? No, uh, just me and Adam are in both bands. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, so, if, if we're, you know, since you're not too far from Albany, I, I might as well cut to the chase. I, um... So we had a little little kind of random banter last time, and maybe now you can talk about um, a few of your memories with Dan, Chris, and Scott, maybe. Yeah, sure. Okay, so so what's something that comes to mind when you think? Were, were you on that uh, freshman uh, wing with them? Freshman experience? Yeah, yeah, you, you were then, huh? It was on the opposite side of the dorm, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like It was like in the basement. I was on the other basement. Yep. So did you did you uh, kind of have the same you know social atmosphere, or, or were you were you did you see those Pretty guys? Much. Yeah. Um. What? I forgot how it happened. Oh, uh, with because uh, the the music frat. Uh huh. I met Eric Faust, and he was on. He was over there. Uh huh. And what else? Um. I met this kid Jordan Glasky. He was in my um one of my acting classes like first semester and he was over there okay so not because they were all watching legend in the lounge or something <laughs> the, the, that totally was like i'm gonna watch legend because legend's awesome yeah that tom cruise movie right yeah yeah <laughs> so, then we started listening to a lot of king crimson nice <laughs> and uh, we'd uh well scott was always painting and stuff so we check out his paintings uh-huh what else? Scott was my orientation leader. Okay. What was he like? The coolest orientation leader ever. Yeah, he was fucking awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I uh, it's so funny that you know now he's just a, uh, one of our friends or whatever. But I mean, he was he was like your RA. I I, I don't know if that really, but there there's like a little bit of authority with an RA. What's that? Uh, just the relationship with an RA. The RA had like a little bit of authority. Yeah, they, he needed to cap. Yeah, but um, yeah, we never did anything too. We never did anything bad in the dorms. Yeah, yeah, you know, so. probably because you liked him so much. Yeah, and it was just uh, you know, it was easy to just go to the like soccer house or hockey house. Uh huh. I did a lot of that. Yeah. I don't know if Dan Scott really did too much. Uh, where where was those places? They were like on Pierpont, maybe. Or, oh, okay, yeah. so their actual like, house is off campus. Yeah. Oh man, I'm sure they were raucous. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then Andrew, Andrew was over there too. Heathwaite. Yep. So we all just hung out and did a bunch of cool, like, creative shit. We recorded, <laughs> recorded music, and um, well, Andrew and his, Andrew had a mandolin. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, with, with his famed uh, nodal nim uh, music. Yeah. Remember when we had a nodal nim kick in our in our room? Yeah, we. I uh, I still I, have it CD. Yeah, totally. I I uh, I do too. And um, that that was uh, I think some performance he did at, at what was it called Hurley's or Yeah, yeah. I was just going to mention too. Me, Scott, um, Eric, I think maybe and Dan and Chris, we did all of that improv music group called the emotions <laughs> what so what's what's that about i know so we we'd go up and play at the hurley's open mic and ask to ask the crowd for an emotion uh-huh and then we'd play the emotion oh god it was just it was pretty cool and scott would do vocal like vocalizing uh-huh <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I can imagine him getting in the zone on, without a doubt you know because everyone's in college it's like Someone would say orgasm or like, <laughs> you know, play boner. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I think we did orgasm once and Scott just like, he, let he was just deep voice in the microphone and go sexual. <laughs> <laughs> While playing like kind of funky music. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Playing. So, so I, like, played, I think I played the bass guitar in that. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, um, what would you say your main instrument? We, we, you were a vocal major too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but yeah, we. I think we all kind of dinked around on everything. Like, I, I play, I can play bass and guitar. You, you do yeah. that too. Yeah. Anything else you play? Um, right now, I'm doing mainly guitar, some piano. I play just in my spare time. Yeah. Um, yeah, mainly guitar and piano. So, I mean, is there any, like, specific moments, any funny moments, embarrassing things, or, or just funny and, and, you know, just crazy circumstances that you can think of happening with those guys? I mean, what you you weren't spending all your time there, but I'm sure you had some crazy situations. Oh, yeah. Well, remember the time her, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the pizza place that Sergi's had burnt down. Oh, really? So, it said, um... The headline was Explosion Rock Surges. Uh-huh. So Dan came up with this funny thing, and we made, like, a newsletter about the band Explosion. <laughs> Explosion Rock Surges. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. He went out in front of uh, Surges and took photos. Like, I had his guitar, and 
he had like a microphone. Man, so it was, like, it was really awesome it, last night at the show, but it burnt down. Is that the place on the corner you're talking about? Yeah, they had the pizza rolls. Yeah, the pizza rolls that they'd be up to like three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yep. and I, that the pizza rolls are basically like a donut with pizza stuff inside it. Pretty much, yeah. It was like a giant calzone. Yeah. Oh man, those are good. <laughs> but I mean, I when when did they? Uh, I mean, when was that? Was that before I came? I mean, I remember Sergi's always being around. Actually, I just went up to Potsdam and I didn't see Sergi's there anymore, or at least it wasn't yeah, on the corner. I think there was an explosion and then it reopened. Okay. So an explosion rocked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was fine. Like a month later, they must have been the pizza oven or like something electrical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, why do you know why they're not there now? I mean, I figured they they were they got like all the business. Yeah. Um. I know there's a few rest, few more restaurants that open. Uh huh. So maybe they got run out of business. It's possible that little. I don't know if there's another. There might be another. That little Italy is still there. Yeah. That shot up when I was um when I was going there. Huh. That's interesting. Um. Actually, I, I, I was thinking, you know, it reminds me, how, you remember Strawberry Fields? Oh. Um, remember, uh, do, did you know Dr. Topolevsky? Uh, yeah, he was, uh, was he, he taught the concert band or something, or wind ensemble? Yeah, one of those, and he was also the conducting teacher for, for some people. Yep. And, uh, and I just, I remember, uh, you know, the, the ceiling of, of Strawberry Fields fell on his head. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's he was out of commission for about a couple months. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's ever been the same. I mean, that was like a brain damage. Yeah, I think it actually gave him some trauma. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that it's just like that corner is kind of falling apart. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah he he wasn't walking. Yeah, for I, I, I remember that he had to kind of when I saw him start walking, he was walking real funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know the disaster area of, of that corner of, I don't even remember the two roads, but the, right by the waterfront there. Yeah. Yeah. And then Max Fields on the other side. Yeah. Slip night. Yeah. So, so what, might, slip night. You don't even slip night because it's gambling technically. Oh yeah. I, I remember I always did well on that. I, I would only pay for one beer on flip night. Yeah. Flip night was great. Yeah. I, I 50, 50 ended up working out my way. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's awesome. So what what were you, what was your favorite hangout? You were saying that you went to the hockey and uh, whatever how um, kind of the the sports clubs or whatever you want to call it. Like uh, what what were your hangouts during during uh, your time that you remember? Well, it was mainly the arts floor. Yeah. And on my second year, I went to Knowles, so I hung out. Knowles North a lot. Chris, Chris was there. Yeah, I was. I was in Knowles. I, mean, I you you started in 01, right? Uh, two thousand. Oh, two thousand. So so you were there for six years. Uh, five. Oh, five. So I I'm you must have been there. Like you must have left one year before I, I I was there for four and I I started in O two. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. Um. Yeah, I was in Knowles my first year. Yeah. Not far. Let me take a right. Sorry, we're just discussing directions here. Yeah, totally. 
Oh, okay. Drummer slash navigator. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping the beat. Nice. Keeping the beat uh, of the street. Uh, I did... Yeah, we hung out in Chris's room a lot. Yeah? Chris Chris, and, Chris and Dan music. were together. Or are you talking about Noel's time? Yeah, Noel's time. Okay. Was he by himself? Dan moved. There was a suite, too, at one point. Uh-huh. With Dan, Andrew, and Eric, I think. Uh-huh. Scott was the RA, and he was in there with them. Okay. I think that's how it went. I was over at the Lehman suite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I I um I can't remember. I I I was in a suite, but I can't remember which. I think it might have been Lehman. But either way, listen uh, all this Potsdam inside baseball. Sorry, we're getting off. We're getting off Troy Cohos right now. Troy Troy exit. Yep, exit seven off of uh ninety. At 87 North, 70. Nice. Yeah, we're up here in the uh, armpit, New York State. Right now, what? Yeah. Sorry, Joel. Oh, trust me, it's fine. Um, Yeah, so you're probably almost to your destination. uh, Sorry, uh, Trouble Chuck Hippos. Trouble Chuck Hippos? We use the same beat and the same melody for every song. Okay, what was this something, who, what was this about? Uh, it was just, we'd come up with lyrics. Like, one of them was, um, touch me on my gr- grundle and I'll giggle like a girl. Uh-huh. And it was just the same beat over and over again. It was like a, um... A loop? Oh, how's it go? A hit the road jag. We oh. did a hit the road jag. So we <laughs> go, dun, 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 go, touch oh, me yeah. in, touch me in my... Grundle and I'll giggle like a girl. <laughs> so was this something that, like, you did that with with Chris and crew? That was Dan, Chris, and Andrew, and Scott was there too. It was all five of us. <laughs> oh man, it was all I, five of us. It's so funny. I'm like totally out of out of the loop in certain of these things. I hope I hope that this this stuff you're talking about tickles them a little. Yeah, I think that was like the year before you came, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I really got involved with you guys until, like, you, you guys were all seniors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I might have been a sophomore or something. And, and most of you guys went. I don't know. Who who actually went only four years? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if any of you. I, I, I mean. I think uh, any of us went to school for only four years. Or Dan, Dan, Dan went for four, right? Dan probably did four. Yeah. <laughs> Third. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Files on this. Okay. Third. Um, I always think about your your name is like the perfect like um, uh, 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 like like nickname name. You know, something you can make out of Winkler, Winklebean. Oh yeah. Winky. A lot of people call me Sprinkler. Yeah. Uh, Pinkler. It actually makes me think that you know, I, we, me and you would do well together because my mine's pretty good for that too. Franklin, Frankles, Frankel, Franklin, Frankie, Frankens, Franklinstein, Frankfurter, yeah. Franks and Beans, <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Yeah, it'd be good to put our two last name together. You know, we we'd have lots of options. 
Uh, speaking of, I've actually um, the Winkler makes me think of Henry Winkler. I never really, oh, yeah. I never really knew that that was, who that was until later on. But that, that you know the Fonz or whatever. And uh, so uh, I'm just wondering if you have any relation to the to the Winkler. So I'm sure there's not many. Is Winkler a common name? Um, yeah, the last name is, but I'm not related to many of them <laughs> here in New York State. They're all out in California. Okay. Because my because the Fonz had had, had, had family out in California. What's in California? My dad's family. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a common name, but not not well. I'm not related to any of them in New York State, really. Yeah, I've never knew known any other Winklers besides Henry. There was a Winkler that went to Potsdam actually my senior year, and it was turned out to be my cousin or something. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, you know the Amish. I, I live in Amish country down here. Oh yeah, Dayton. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's big time Amish country, and uh, it's it's funny. Half the time, half of them have. There's only like maybe five or six last names among the hundreds of people here, and uh, so so you know all the time they're marrying each other that have the same last name already, and uh, and half the time, you know, they, they have to think hard, but half the time they are related, but it's like, you know, fifth or sixth cousin. I don't know yeah. how, how many cousins it has to be before it's okay. Oh, yeah, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Downtown Hutton? Okay. We're on Hutton Street. Hutton? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure some of the guys know some Albany, uh, uh, Stuff like like Scott probably does. Where, where did Scott live? Uh, where does Scott live? Schenectady. I think Scott's Schenectady. I don't know. Or, I I know Scott and Andrew both live near Albany. Yeah, it might be Scotia. Scotia. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, y'all, we're about to get out of the car here and unload our equipment. All right. Well, um, Mike, once again, it was a pleasure. I think we got some f- some more little gems here, and uh, I I thank you for pu- pulling this off. I'll let you know when this comes out. Man, that was great. Yeah. Um. So finding the flow. Uh. T- give Give me a sign off or something. A goodbye. Signing off from Troy, New York. This is Mike Winkler. See you, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't that lovely? So, uh, we found out. I found a little bit of tidbits about things that Mike did with you guys, um, um, and uh, and I hope you enjoyed that. I'm sure. I'm sure you guys had a few things there that would make you smile. All right, and signing off. It's coming. It's coming. Coming soon. Here we go. Yeah. This is a professional thing going on here. First class. Kisses to all you guys out there. Love y'all. Mwah.